Hello, and welcome to Uncle Monster's Spooky Time Fright Hour, your source for the straight poop on all things supernatural. We're your hosts. My name is Chris Anderson, but if you went to high school with me, you could call me Shibble. And I'm Ethan Zareski, and my girl wants to party all the time, party all the time, party all the time. I love that part in that music video where they cut to uh, Rick James in the casting booth, in the uh, recording booth, and he's like, yes, yes, you've got it, Eddie Murphy. Yeah, no, there's a plot to that video. You know, it's like Eddie uh, trying to make a hit song, and and then he finally gets it, and Rick's like, that's it. You know, we have a hit. Yes, and indeed they did. And we have a hit of a guest this week. You might know him from Tracing Owls, the most uh, knowledgeable uh, cryptozoological uh, podcaster I know. It's Vuk. Hello, guys. Um, and as Shibble said, uh, I go by Vuk or sometimes Darwin from Tracing Owls podcast. I'm the depraved mind who suggested these guys do such wonderful creatures as the uh, butt-poking Popobawa and the one-eyed monster of the Amazon. <laughs> As we all know, uh, Darwin is the traditional shortening of book. Yes, yes, exactly. It's just like how they called uh, John F. Kennedy Jack for short. It's the same. Yeah, same thing. (laughs) Uh, So, uh, Ethan, I'm sure that book is very familiar with our premise, but maybe some of our uh, listeners aren't. Why don't you tell these guys about the premise of the show? Be nice to have a new listener. Well, like all weeks on Uncle Monster's Spooky Time Fright Hour, One of us, uh, Shibble this week, has done extensive research on a ghost, ghoul, goblin, or demon. Uh, This week it's the Nuklevi from Scotland. And uh, I, on the other hand, have done absolutely no research. And I'm going to play the audience surrogate, asking the questions your hearts are burning with desire to know as we get to find out what this Nuklevi is together. Yes, and I chose the Nuklevi because... uh, uh, I asked Vuk in advance if he knew about it, and he also was not familiar with the Nuklevi, so I get to have two audience surrogates with me here today. I'm actually familiar with the name, but I have no idea what this is about. (laughs) All right, fantastic. And so uh, with that in mind, neither of you know, but if I had to ask you to imagine what the Nuklevi is, if you were to, to go into your mind's eye, what do you think when I say the word Nuklevi. Ethan, I'm going to start with you. Um, I think that the Nuklevi mm-hmm. is a cryptid that enjoys watching human men fornicate with their partners. In Britain, they call that dogging. Oh, I'm sorry. That would be the Cucklevi. I, ah, that's a different, that's ah. a different cryptid. That's a different cryptid. I'm sorry. Yes. yes. I apologize. Uh, let me get to my actual, uh, a real guess. That was And I'm sorry. Dogging is having sex outside. I m- misunderstood where you were going with that. Yeah, no. Go on. It's okay. Um, the Nuklevi uh, is uh, the street where all the West Side Story style fights take place in Scotland. Uh, because oh, they I'm knuckle sorry. up. That was me reading it as Knuckle Av. Ah! Oh, they can't read the spelling. That's no. a bad joke. <laughs> Go back and look at the title of this episode, and that will work better for you. It will. It's funny. And my third theory, which is actually the true one, okay. is uh, the Knuckle is a handsome guest star 
Bosnian cryptid researcher wearing Tommy Hilfiger overalls who travels to Scotland just to peer in the windows of scantily clad women, but only those who unironically fill out the special talents part of their resumes. Well, I'm going to say you're very close. Yes. <laughs> what about you, Vuk? Do you have any ideas? What do you think? Okay, I can only base my ideas on the name, so I have two ideas. Okay. Uh, the first one is, I imagine this as a golem that was created from the molten brass knuckles of street gangsters. <laughs> oh, that sounds tough like as hell. That. But yeah. it was brought to life to guard the ghetto. But at night, people try to steal it and sell it for scraps. Mm, that would yeah. be awesome because that would be like be uh, uh, Benny Siegel's brass knuckles or Louis Lepke. That mm -hmm. would be a Jewish thing, right? Yeah. So yeah, I like that. Knuckles. Sounds like a really good like independent <laughs> comic character. Like it's if you were like setting a up movie. a super team, he'd be like the second guy in your super team. And, so what's your second guess? And yeah, my second guess is uh, Nucklovey or Nucklover mm -hmm, is mm. an erotic shadow entity that uh, visits people during their wet dreams. And you can imagine it as a Freddy Krueger-like thing, but without the claws. Instead, it has a giant, incredible Hulk uh, glove, <laughs> which is oversized <laughs> because, you know, it's trying to compensate for something. Um, but, okay. due to, but due to its size, it can only go, you know, up to the knuckle when it's, yeah. Yeah, with those big <laughs> fingers, yeah. Well, Wait, what does it do with its fingers? Well... A gentleman never man. tells. <laughs> okay. All right. That, that's hor horrifying. I hope that's what it is. Well, well that, I'm about to tell you in a sense. Uh, in, in the sense that I know that Ethan, and I hope, hopefully, Vuk, learns best from narrative fiction. Oh, my God. I love narrative fiction. Do you love narrative fiction, Vuk? Yes. Uh, I love it so much that I can't even write it. <laughs> <laughs> But but how much do you love it from one to ten? I love it from uh, one to I love it uh, at ten because that's the main point of your podcast and why I tune in every week. Oh, thank oh, you so much. That's... I'm I'm glad to hear it's a highlight. Well, uh, get ready, everybody, because it's fan favorite segment story time. It's story time. Story time. It's story time with Uncle Monster. Story time. It's story time. Story time. It's story time with Uncle Monster's story, story time. time. They say the key to good art is emotion. Your art is food, and your emotion is anger. <laughs> you are Hamish McMurdo, and you are the fourth best chef alive on the planet Earth right now. While people around the world enjoy their so-called comfort foods, you've been pioneering a style of cuisine that you call discomfort food. <laughs> Your most famous dish, inspired by the Iraq War, was called spaghetti a la bush, and was composed of raw pasta covered in tuna blood, served on a 60-kilogram rock. <laughs> the critics called it challenging, but it made your reputation. You've been working on a new dish, though. Your climate change chili, made from squirrel meat and ghost peppers, served 
piping hot in a bowl made of ice that customers must hold on their laps will seem like nothing compared to this new dish. To get the key ingredient, you must return to your home, North Ronaldsey, in the Orkney Islands off of northern Scotland. You need to forage up some seaweed for a dessert you're making about air pollution. You stroll through the streets, the same streets you grew up on, making your way to the beach. Small town folk wave and say, Hello, Hamish. To them, you're not a knight of the realm or a Nobel Prize winner in chemistry for your advances in molecular gastronomy. You're just a village lad that made good. You hate them all so much. Just as you're about to hit the beach, you run into William McTeague, who you knew from primary school. Ah, Hamish, I heard you were back in tune, he says. William never got out of this town, and you can smell it on him. Forty years of a distinct stink you're hoping to capture for your dessert. It was tradition to burn this seaweed that you're looking for and mix the ashes in the soil to reinvigorate the land, but the seaweed smoke gave off a distinctive, acrid odor. It was this smoke you were hoping to capture under the cloche for your dessert, tentatively entitled Asthma Panacotta. <laughs> Hello, William. Tell me, are they burning kelp down at the beach today? You ask, avoiding eye contact. Ha! No today, Hamish! Have you no seen the weather? You know well and good that we can't burn the kelp on a clear day like today because of... Hum! Are you daft? Or have you just been away from the village too long? William responds with his idiot face. You exchange your final perfunctory pleasantries before parting ways and continuing on to the beach. You spend the rest of this chilly February afternoon gathering handfuls of seaweed and collecting it in large sacks. By nightfall, you've hung some up to dry over a campfire. Despite your gruff exterior, you're not immune to the charms of a fire by the sea and enjoying a quiet evening. A few strands of the seaweed dry out and you toss them into the fire just check to see if the stink is like you remember. <laughs> it is. It takes you right back to your youth. It is bitter and acrid. Suddenly, the wind shifts. The smoke starts to blow out to sea. In the distance, you hear the rumble of thunder. You button your peacoat as the temperature suddenly drops. The gentle crashing of the surf begins to pick up in volume and the seawater gets choppy. You tell yourself that it's nothing, just a coincidence. But then, in the distance, you see a glowing red light beneath the water, approaching the shore. It rises above the surface, and you see the creature, more hideous than you had ever imagined. You know this is what William was talking about, a beast so evil he dared not speak its name. You always thought it was a story to scare children away from the beach in winter. But now you know it's real. And it's so grotesque, the moment you see it uh, and are able to perceive its true form, you instantly throw up. 
In the distance, you might think it was a horse and rider. But upon closer inspection, you see that the rider has no legs and is, in fact, growing out of the horse's back. (laughs) They are one creature. The rider has a giant head with a protruding piggish snout, which flops about back and forth, left and right, struggling under its own weight and without purpose, while its arms are long enough that the hands drag against the ground. The horse has one centralized flaming eye and a long row of whale-like molars. Most notably, though, is that the beast is entirely without skin. His exposed muscle, tissue, dripping with black blood is all you see. The horse trots towards you, and you wish that you had heeded William's warning. It looks at you, its flaming red eye, radiating hate, and you know that the legends are true. Though you dare not speak its name, you know that this is the Knuckle V. Very nice. Thank you. Thank you. Very nice, Shibby. Thank you. What Gross a monster, right? Well, well, can you sum it up real quick? It's a horse that has no skin. And it a has a rider growing, growing out of its out back. Of the rider also has no skin. The rider's skinless with arms that drag on the ground and a floppy head. Is the rider sentient? Uh, it seems like uh, the consciousness is uh, centered on the horse's head. So the rider makes the rider like a dummy. Like, can he be? Can he be, wait? Does he do like a Jeff Dunham thing? Ventriloquism? Yes. You call ventriloquism the Jeff Dunham thing? Yes. Wow, that is his brand is powerful. It is, and I call M and M's. I, I call chocolate the M M&M and M thing. Perfect. Yeah. Similarly. Yeah. I They're actually like, remembered what this creature is. <laughs> oh, so you had heard of it. Okay. Yes. Let's yes. start over with a new creature. Uh, I, right. I, I've always been thinking of it as a flayed centaur, or in this case, a flayed centaur with gonorrhea because it has one a flaming one-eyed monster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but since it's flayed, maybe it's circumcised as well. Full Could body be. circumcision. I don't think they do that. That sounds inappropriate. <laughs> that sounds like a like a like something you'd find in one of your games, Shibble, the flayed centaur. Yeah, uh, we actually ran into a knuckle V in our game of D and D once. Oh, it uh, uh, killed my wife's uh, pet mouse, Frederick. R.I.P. Oh Frederick. God. That's awful. So you have personal experience with this? Yes. So you hate the knuckle V? I don't much care for them, but. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Since the so, character of the story is, uh, you know, chef, he should have offered the Nuklevi a knuckle sandwich. Ah, <laughs> yes, yeah, Shibble, your story's dumb. It's true. Hindsight's twenty twenty. <laughs> uh, so yes, the Nuklevi, aka the Devil of the Sea, is a water demon from the Northern Isles in Scotland, said to be pure evil, so evil that people won't even say its name for fear of drawing its attention. And also because it's hard to pronounce. And it, it, if you try and say it with like a Scottish cadence, it, it Nuk-lovey. feels... Nuckalovey. <laughs> Nuckalovey. I'd prefer Nuk-lovey. that you warned us before we said the name a hundred times now. 
<laughs> well, that, be that's funny all if we were saying it. it, and meanwhile, Vuk was murdered. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, Ethan, do you have any facts for this this week? Of course. Before we dive in are you any kidding further? me? We have Callum presents fun facts about Scotland. Callum presents fun facts about Scotland. Scotland is home to one of Europe's oldest trees. Okay. The Fortingall yew, found in the Pertonshire village of the same name, is thought to be somewhere between three and 9,000 years old. Woo! That means it's one of the oldest living things on the continent. Do you know what kind of tree it is? A yew. Okay. That's why <laughs> wow, I was really thought, thinking yew. I was going to stump you with that one. I was going to say, yeah. I'm not well, a tree, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's a book. Uh, golf was invented in Scotland. Classic. Yeah, we knew that. Uh, during the Middle Middle Ages, which I didn't know. Um, the city of St. Andrews alone has 12 golf courses and only 18,000 residents. Yeah, and so it was like, like a Florida. shepherd's game, and that's why a golf club looks kind of like a shepherd's crook. That's correct. Uh, and now uh, it's a national... rich white man game. It's that... <laughs> true. They've got a real diversity problem. Golf is really dying out, Good. Uh, which I'm not too sad about. Yeah, who cares? Uh, number three, the national animal of Scotland. Do you guys know what it is? The unicorn. That is correct. It is hey. a unicorn. Uh, this comes even as a surprise to many Scots, but it's true. The unicorn has been used on the royal coat of arms since the 12th century. Mm. Just like Wales has a dragon, they've got the unicorn. Yeah, but um, those aren't real an- Well, I don't want to say that, but those are uh, cryptids. Well, uh, well but, in the Middle Ages, uh, there was a whole trade of unicorn horns, but they were actually tusks from narwhals. Except I the real ones. <laughs> they got hunted to extinction. That's what your books won't tell you. Yeah, All seriously. Right. Back to the knuckle of it. Yes, tell so, us. So uh, let's really break down this appearance, because there's a lot to take in. And also, we only know what its appearance is on land. All, all, all the records that I found say this is what the record it looks like on land. It might look different in the water. No one has ever survived an encounter with a knuckle V in the water. So we don't know what it looks like. Yeah, but in it's, that if it's coming for, out of salt water and it has no skin, I mean, it's no wonder it's pissed when, it, <laughs> when it's... Yeah, <laughs> it, it's definitely... That has got to sting. No wonder it's got such a bad attitude. On land, it looks like a horse and rider. But the rider has no legs, and instead, it is growing out of the horse's back. Uh, the rider kind of flops about under the weight of its head, which is said to be about <laughs> three feet in diameter. Uh, so, a head larger than a beach ball? Uh, the rider's head? Yes. <laughs> okay, is the rider alive or dead? The rider is alive, I think. From the way that I uh, have... Is he a decoy? No. It it seems to be almost like an appendage or a second brain for the creature that is not doesn't have the same will. It, it seems to be uh, like, a, like a puppet of the horse. Are you sure it's uh, not camouflage so it can blend in with the other horses and riders? Well... I would say if it was trying to be camouflaged, I mean, it, the flaming it no red skin. eye and the lack of skin are going to be the dead giveaways. Right, but having a rider is going to help. I don't 
Imagine, uh, tell me a scenario where this would work. Okay. Hamish, your horse is sick. Aye, <laughs> it is. <laughs> there you go. I'm sorry. I I'm. I guess I'm not. I'm. I'm not seeing this in my mind, Palace. Okay. Uh, yeah. I I think it might be more that it has taken on this image to mock humanity. Oh. Uh, but I've so got it's demonic. I've got some more stuff later on that might tie back where it has a slightly different appearance. It may or may not be the same creature. Uh, but anyway, yeah. If like I imagine, like the head has uh, reflects emotions. Like imagine like a parasitic twin, like that kind of vibe. Mm. Okay. Can you address uh, the Nuklevi or the rider? Um, I believe you would be addressing, uh, if you were to talk to it, you'd be talking to the, to the horse. Okay. That's, can you, can you just show me? Cause like I picture the horse being really intimidating. Can you do an imitation of what the horse would sound like? And then what the rider would sound like saying, hello, how are you? Okay. Um, <sighs> Hello, how are you? <laughs> Whereas uh, the rider would probably sound more like, right, like basket case, right? Yeah, like it. It, I don't think it has intelligence. I don't think that... I think it acts under... Like, I don't think it has its own will, but I don't think the horse has total control over it. Okay, but did I love the that. human part used to be a human? I, I think wow. there are a couple ways that this horse could have found itself in this situation. <laughs> Maybe it, it's like uh, from the fly, you know? <laughs> Maybe oh, like they, it, a horse stepped into a teleporter <laughs> yes. with a human? Yeah. That could happen. I'm going to say, okay, okay. I'm going to jump ahead and then we're let me finish up this description of its appearance. Okay, then please. We're, you know what? We're very eager, Shibble. We apologize. Vuk, it's okay. I apologize on both of our behalves. Uh, yeah. The, the mouth on the head is supposed to be kind of piggish in that it has a little bit of a protruding snout. The horse has one centralized flaming eye. Uh, it has no skin. It's described as having as a, a whale mouth, which to me, I took it as just having sort of more teeth in the horse's head. Like, you know, if you ever look oh. at a horse's skull, how their teeth only go like part way back up their jaw. I was imagining the teeth going the whole way. I thought, uh, I it, thought also, it had that thing where you can filter out. Um, oh, baleen. Baleen, yeah. baleen. Right. Uh, I don't think so. Not from the images I've seen. To me, also, that just doesn't sound as cool. Right, so we'll go, okay, no baleen. And it also has uh, fins on its legs. That's <laughs> stupid. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Uh, but the thing that's related to it, all right? There was an older description of a similar creature called the sea trowel uh, that was written uh, by a writer named Joe Ben in a book called Descriptions of Orkney in the 1500s. What's Orkney? 
Orkney is one of the Northern Isles of Scotland. Oh, okay. Or the, the territory that comprises several Northern Isles. It used to be uh, held by uh, Viking raiders. They by had orcs. like a colony there. Uh, well, I mean, perhaps one or the other thought of the other ones is orcs. Maybe both. Who can say? Right. And uh, the uh, Nuklavi comes from the Orkneyan uh, mythology. Oh. Um. But the book Descriptions of Orkney uh, in the 1500s described a horse that was covered in seaweed mm. uh, that was said to have exceptionally large dick and balls <laughs> and was said to have sex with the women on Orkney. The, the female women. Uh, yeah, the female women. <laughs> I meant the human women. But You've all... been reading too much J.K. Rowling. <laughs> I have. I have. I, you know, it's that Harry Potter has got me all confused. Um, don't get me started. Uh, no, the female, the human female women. Yes. Yes. Human female ladies are having sex with this horse that is covered in, covered seaweed, in seaweed and even for a horse has a large dick and balls. Is that a prophylactic? The seaweed? Uh, I mean, I would say if only the dick was covered in it, maybe. And also I don't think How it'd be particularly effective. Penis? Very porous. How big is the penis? Okay. Well, Let's look up average size horse penis. Okay. And then we can go from there to large. Oh, that's right. We can look at the... Okay, that's so good. So we'll you guys did not watch Mr. Hand's videos. No. Why does he talk about horse penis a lot? Wait, wait, Vuk, you guess what the average horse penis is and then see how close you are. You uh, guess as well. Ethan. Okay, I am European, so I use the metric system. Right. Okay. Like you're like we should, right? <laughs> okay, and okay, and I've got stats on both flaccid and erect horse penis. All right, so take a guess. I, I guess the erect one is forty centimeters. Okay, whatever the fuck that is, <laughs> half a meter. So like somewhere around a foot and two thirds. Yeah. What's your guess, Ethan? Mine is eighteen inches. Okay, so the same same range in the in the in the ballpark. And are you guys saying flaccid or erect? Erect. Erect. You're way off. No way. Big You're or both small. W- way off. We're we're small or we're big. You're way small. No. You are, you're guessing. Okay, when not erect, the penis is roughly fifty centimeters long. When not erect. What? When erect, the penis doubles in length. Wow. <laughs> We're talking a meter long penis. So about 40, 45, 40. And so- of course, the sea trowel being larger than an average horse. Also, in terms of testicles, does anybody want to guess the size of horse testicles? I, um, I just want to say whoever was creating the measurement of a meter was probably using a horse dick as reference. Yeah, that was the original. <laughs> That's what they had in that French museum instead of. They actually weren't called meters. They were called horse dicks. Yeah. How tall is Napoleon? Two horse di- No, a, a, a no, horse dick and a half. Close. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So it's possible. There's no mention of a rider here. And also this beast had skin. Yeah, but you did say that the horses were riders themselves. 
Yes, indeed, the horse was doing its fair share of riding. If he's covered in seaweed, how do you know he has skin? Good point. Could be a disguise. Could have been using seaweed to treat whatever caused his skin to no longer be there. Right, or that could have taken his skin off. I'm going to say, my theory, this thing was some sort of sex demon, the sea trowel, that maybe a hero attempted to stop, failed, and was cursed to become the rider. And now that's The hero? Yes, the hero that wanted to stop this beast from having sex with all the wives on Orkney. (laughs) Uh, He failed in his quest, and in the course of that was cursed to become the rider of the Nucklevy. And the Nucklevy, now so grotesque that no one will have sex with it, and also does now no longer has its abnormally large dick and balls. No mention of that in any knuckle. No, no, no. The rider guy, the hero, cut off the dick and balls and flayed him in the battle, and but was unsuccessful uh, unsuccessful in stopping him. Therefore, he was cursed, and the Nucklevy was cursed physically by the battle. Yeah, they were both cursed to, uh, and now he he serves as just an appendage. Of the Nucklevy, who's now perpetually frustrated and taking it out on the people of the Northern Isles. Yeah, but isn't the Nucklevy itself a giant one-eyed monster? I mean, what kind of in Freudian sense, shit is happening here? <laughs> it, it it could be that he is also his own dick. And is I mean, his head. the hero is riding the horse, which rides women of the silence. So it's like a human centipede type of thing. <laughs> yeah, there's a, a daisy chain. Oh, God, you guys. Well, anyway, records, yeah, records state specifically that this is what it looks like on land. Uh, we're not clear what it looks like in the water. And, I bet it looks uh, like a mermaid. Could be, it could be beautiful. I bet it's a mermaid. I bet um, that's what mermaids look like out of water. They, uh, yeah, their skin sloughs off. And, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> they grow a rider. So, uh, now... We, this is also specifically, we know what they look like uh, out of salt water. That, oh. We know they live in salt water. If you are ever being chased by a Nucklevy, in order to escape freshwater, you've got to cross freshwater, either a stream or a loch, something like that. Preferably a loch. Yes. I wanted to comment for Ethan. In Scotland, there is the legend of the Selkies, which are fairy mm. women who wear a seal skin, and when they come out of the water, they shed the seal skin. Sometimes they they marry dudes, and then the dudes uh, take their skin away so they can't escape. Oh my god, that's, mm. that's horrific. Yeah, that's classic men, am I right? That's how I met Nicole. I just took her seal skin, and she was done. <laughs> so, uh... Now, they're so averse. Hey, Nicole, you want your seal skin back? (laughs) Nothing. Go ahead. Uh, They're so averse to fresh water that uh, they will not even come ashore when it's raining. Oh. So rain is a good sign. Don't have to worry about the Nucklevy in the rain. So is this the alien from Signs? Yeah, well, I bet the alien from Signs also probably wouldn't like ocean water. I I never saw Signs. Mel Gibson is the alien from Signs. I've heard it's funny that M. Night Shyamalan's had this sort of reevaluation in the last decade or so, and you're, I'm happy to see it. Good for him. I like but that I still movie. haven't seen Signs. I like the movie The Visit, except for the little kid who raps. 
a little you don't like a little kid who raps? No. I feel like sometimes I don't even know you. <laughs> <laughs> I like Bobby Ross Avila if I need a kid who raps. Uh so Christian rapper. Uh other uh the other time where you're not gonna run into the knuckle V, other than when it's raining, is the summer. Uh that's because uh he is held at bay by Mither O the Sea. Uh a sea spirit that keeps the seas calm during the summer months. Is uh, he but... German? No. Scottish. I think he said Mither Old Sea. No, I said Mither O the Sea. Oh, okay, I gotcha. Uh, but, uh, in the winter, basically, uh, at the change at the equinoxes, she battles with, uh, Terran, the spirit of the winter who controls the seas during the winter. And when they fight, the seas get really choppy. And then that's why that happens. And also, I guess Terran doesn't give a shit if Knuckle V goes around fucking up your life <laughs> or your wife. Yeah. Well, I guess tough to say could be, <laughs> yeah. uh, so, uh, Offensive capabilities that we got with the Knuckle V include long arms, giant man mouth, stopping you with its hooves. I would say giant has... man mouth is very offensive. <laughs> Sorry, a giant uh, giant mouth on the human mate, possibly. <laughs> a... And I, I didn't see it. I am assuming that it is a male. It is, a, at the very least, a torso without breasts. We didn't say anything about breasts. Well, it had a giant penis, so it had that clue. Yeah, well, I mean, the horse did, but the the rider part. Oh, anyway. the rider could have breasts. Well, but they didn't say anything about that, so I'm assuming it doesn't. So why don't we give it one breast just to be safe? <laughs> just to be safe, one large centralized One breast. big breast in the middle <laughs> um, on its shoulder. It also has poisonous breath that will wilt crops kill small animals and sicken cattle. This is what killed my wife's mouse, Frederick. <laughs> Sorry to hear that. Uh, it can also cause uh, storms and rough seas, things like that. Which is funny because it doesn't like rain, but it can cause storms. Yeah, but, but it's, but it's under seawater when it causes yeah. the storms. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, it has to be submerged when it's doing that, and it's just doing it purely out of spite. So how is it withering crops if it's helping bring the rain? <laughs> Yeah, it's it's weird. It's it's a weird beast. Maybe it's saltwater rain. I'm not sure if you rain. picked up on that from its appearance. Maybe it's saltwater rain and it won't help the crops. Well, here's another thing that it does that is crop related about it. Oh. Weed? Well, no. So one time to watch out for the knuckle is when you're burning your seaweed. That part from the story is true. Uh, farmers burn, Why do you burn seaweed? Farmers would collect seaweed Maybe and then burn seaweed. it. They they collect the ash to mix with their soil, and it corrects the pH balance of the soil. The oh, soil gotcha. there is naturally acidic, that and makes it sense. makes it more alkali. Gotcha. But it does create a horrible smelling smoke that is said to enrage the knucklevy. So, so he's whenever you're his his he's uh, nasally sensitive. Yeah, yeah. It's just one of those things. He's got uh, uh, a sensory issue, an olfactory issue. Yeah. Flies him into a blind rage. You know, Nicole has misophonia, which means I, I think she it's a real thing, but I don't think she really has it. But it means that sometimes Get her ass. when I like uh, pick my nails and stuff, the sound of it makes her fly into a rage. And she says it's just a disease. It's not that she's a mad at me. 
Fair enough. <laughs> Who am I to deny her lived experience? <laughs> uh, Very fair of you. So maybe, uh, maybe uh, this so, thing is underwater because of sensory deprivation. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it needs to just avoid any smells, but somehow just the <laughs> horrible stink of this burning seaweed. I think it has something to do with its lack of skin, why it's in the water. If I didn't have skin, would I want to be in the water? No, but there's something magical about this creature. So there's, I think there's something about Definitely. salt water that uh, heals it. I think I think it is able to take on a different form in the water. I think agreed. Yeah, it is. It must have something less painful when it's in the water. Is mermaid on the table? I mean, it seems like a random choice, mermaid. So yeah, wh- it, why no, it doesn't is. it try to have <laughs> sex with the mermaids? Why does it need to go on land and stalk it, it the It is a mermaid. Yeah, mermaids. So mermaids, can, you're saying mermaids can't have sex with other mermaids? No. Why? That's boring. I don't know. I have sex with other people and I like that. <laughs> I I like to get creative. Call me Call me crazy. All right, just I'll tell okay, Hendrix so to watch out. I mentioned, <laughs> Mr. I mentioned Mr. Hands earlier. Do you guys know what I'm referring to? No, we I both th- ignored that. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to assume that's a YouTube video. Okay, so Kenneth Pinion was a guy in 2005. Is he your dirty neighbor, uh, Mr. Hands? <laughs> you'll hear. Um, in 2005, this guy, Kenneth Pinion in Washington State, died while being fucked by a horse. Ah. And filming it, so you know, Mr. Hands is the name he used. Documentary to post, yeah, yeah. There was a documentary zoo on it, and I'm thinking yeah, maybe, oh, okay. maybe this thing was Mr. Hands trying to fuck a horse and getting you know merged with it for all eternity. Oh, okay, that's, that's true. Maybe theory. you heard about this horse's giant dick and balls. And thought, I like how I gotta they make get the me. balls. Like I like how the balls are big in lore too. It's not just the big. Oh yeah, no, that's a big part of it. Um, that this also reminds me of a story my buddy Hal told me. I think I might have told it on the podcast before, but I might tell it again right now. Which is that when he was in high school, there was a guy in the next town who people uh, they found out he was fucking his horses. Oh, you never and, told this. And. Uh, so and like dudes in his high school class were like hell yeah that guy fucking rules is that they're fucking horses and then there was a new article in the newspaper about it because he got arrested and <laughs> for what uh and it came out that they read that the horses that he was fucking were all male mm-hmm. and they're like ew that's gross <laughs> you're gay <laughs> Uh, then they then they, then they jump ship at that shibble that was it yeah that was too much for them that was enough when uh mr hands died uh there was this whole this, <laughs> back to mr hands yeah no no there, i'm sure there's a lot there of there was a whole scandal so the police arrested a whole ring of sex of horse fuckers and most of them were fucking male horses or rather being fucked by them uh the one who killed mr hands Oof. was named big dick oh uh, I mean, when when you need a big dick horse, that come on, come on. I mean, I guess he died doing what he loved. God bless. <laughs> he did. I mean, that's probably how he wanted to die. So the first island to ever burn this uh, seaweed in order to mix it with the soil, uh, it so angered the Nuklavi that he ended up unleashing a horse disease 
called Mortachine. Death of what? Uh, I'm going to guess horses. Okay. Uh, now, most modern uh, conceptions of the Knuckle V that we know them trace back to the writings of a British folklorist called uh, Walter Trail Dennison, <laughs> who uh, he interviewed an islander named Thomas. Uh, and Thomas's description uh, is largely considered uh, canon for uh, what we think of the Knuckle V today. And you can find the complete transcription on uh, uh, of that online. Uh, I am not going to read it because it's kind of long and it's pretty much, I was walking on a beach and I saw a Knuckle V and it looked like this and I ran away. Uh, but it's great. Well, you just did basically read it, so. Yeah, yeah, imagine that, but it's written with some colorful Scottish uh, language and uh, goes on for about uh, seven paragraphs. Oh, God. Uh, so, that comes to sort of the end of my Nuklevi, uh research. Ethan, do you have any more? What, uh, Seamus, Callum presents. Callum presents. Fun things about Scotland. There are over 900 islands in Scotland, according Woo. to the Scottish government. How many are inhabited? Just 118. All right. So we could go take an island and declare <coughs> it a sovereign nation. Um, I was that that was the implicit suggestion. No. Yeah. Uh, Braveheart was actually the nickname of Robert the Bruce and not William Wallace. Mm. Despite this, Mel Gibson used the name for Wallace in his uh, blockbuster. Well, I guess nobody ever called either of them Braveheart in the course of the film, right? Like, no one ever said, like, William Wallace, you're a true Braveheart. Yeah, but they named the film Braveheart, which was, like, another guy, like, right next to him in lore. You know, that was his actual nickname. So, I mean, it is, it's a really good name, though. Like, yeah, I can't but blame it's him. not his. I can't blame him. <laughs> Scotland has the highest proportion of redheads in the world. 13% of the population has red hair. Very rare trait. Although 25% of my nuclear family has red hair. Oh, yeah, your mom does, right? That's right. Uh, and uh, also, imports of haggis to the U.S. have been banned since the 1970s. Mm, well, organ meat doesn't always travel well. <laughs> You want to be careful with your organ meat. Do a PSA about organ meat. Ladies and gentlemen, if you at home <laughs> are buying, selling, or preparing <laughs> animal organs for human consumption, all we ask is that you follow the recommended FDA guidelines <laughs> to keep yourself, your family, and your community safe. Very good. Thank you. As a European, I find that very offensive. I'm sorry. <laughs> Follow European Union regulations. Is Bosnia part of the European Union? No. <laughs> no. Or your local recommendation. Follow health. Ex I don't know. Don't eat. Or do whatever you want. Bosnian science. Do whatever you want. I'd find. Okay. So we eat organs all the time. And once I was watching Fear Factor, and you know, always the second challenge mm -hmm. is something like eating something gross or bugs or something. And they did some kind of roulette where based on the number they get, they'd eat a kidney, a liver, a brain or whatnot of a pig. 
And I'm like, mm. what's scary here? These are all delicacies we can eat in restaurants where I live. Yeah, those. It yeah. was like number one through ten at his local McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've, I've had some organ meat dishes that I've cared for. Uh, I don't care much for tripe. I find its texture to be off-putting. Oh, do you like uh, chitlins? <laughs> I do. Uh, I, I don't. I do, actually. Um, let's see. I've had uh, what, chicken livers, fried chicken livers. They're not bad. I've never tried that. Yeah, they're a bit bitter. Yeah. But, yeah, it's true. In America, we definitely have a much larger taboo around organ meats in other countries. Uh, the most weirdest thing I ate was a goat's testicle. <laughs> okay. Was it prepared or still attached? Oh, so we basically skewered a goat on a stick and you know, rolled it around the fire. Oh, okay. That's great. Like, oh, like I know. Uh, marshmallows. <laughs> yes. <laughs> weirdest, weirdest thing I ever ate uh, was a bull penis. I had a cane made out of a bull penis. You ate one? I ate one. It was not good. <laughs> I'm not surprised. They didn't season it very well. I think they don't he, make good you guys either. in America have bull testicles uh, called Rocky Mountain Oysters. Yes. I've uh, never tried and, that. Yeah, uh, I, I've seen some places around here. Like, I've seen it served, but I've never gotten around to it. Hey, you guys want a special uh, segment? Okay. It's called Five Things Never to Say to a Scotsman. All right, hit me up with five things to never say to a Scotsman. Hey, Scotsman. Hey, Scotsman. No, I'm talking to you, Scotsman. Oh, oh, I thought, okay, I thought that was one of the five things. No, I'm talking <laughs> Scotsman. Hello? Uh, so Scotland is a part of England, right? No! The Scots are fiercely proud of their country, heritage, and identity. Uh, while Scotland is indeed part of the UK, you really shouldn't get the two confused. Uh, number two. Ach, I the new. What? <laughs> Ach, I the new. I don't know what you're saying. I, I don't either. I'm reading the... This is one of the Scottish phrases that can be heard in countless parodies aimed at poking fun at the Scots dialect and accent. Its direct mm. English translation is, oh yes, just now. And while some Scots may chuckle along with you, it is considered quite offensive by others. Oh, great. Okay. Um, number so three. So don't do that. No thanks. I'm not a fan of Urn Brew. That's an orange carbonated soft drink, which they love. Okay. But at number least four. you said thanks. <laughs> yes. Number four. I'm Scottish too. My great-great-grandmother was Scottish. Nope. No, that really annoys them. And it would annoy me, too. Number five, Braveheart, Braveheart is my favorite movie of all time. That's obnoxious. Don't do that. All of this sounds crazy to me. These five things to say, any one of those fives, you would have to be crazy. <laughs> Just like the Nuklovi. So crazy. But can it love Werewolf ain't my dad, but it's not so bad. It might sound crazy, but can it love? Can it give me a kiss? Can it hold my hand? Would it say I love you? Does it understand? Does it know that I've never felt this way before? 
there's a full moon tonight. It's so romantic. And this might sound crazy, but... Can it love? Can it love? Can it love? Shibble, what do you think? Can it love? No! <laughs> I think it is a being of pure evil, and I think you must have goodness in you in order to be capable of love. Book, do you think the Nuklavi can love? I think Mr. Hands would disagree with Shibble. <laughs> well... Well, we didn't answer. That's You're jumping ahead to the next segment. What about you, Ethan? Do you think it can love? No, I don't think this thing... Anything without skin cannot love. You are so angry if you have no skin. Like I would hate That's all you're skin. thinking of. So like, would you think about... Are circumcised guys capable of love? <laughs> yeah, I, I consider them unflayed. Yes. <laughs> They've got tons of skin. Yeah, I, I'm circumcised, and I don't consider myself skinless. <laughs> yes, I am circumcised, and look at me. You see my face. You see all this beautiful skin. Yeah, we've got a lot of skin. I mean, we're, we're mostly skin. So, what's your dream date with Nuklavi? This <laughs> skinless ball of hate uh, <laughs> that breathes out decay and pestilence everywhere it goes. I'm going to take it to one of my ex's houses. Okay. Just it's because I, I want them to is experience like how much fun the Nuklavi is, you know? What about you, Vuk? I'm thinking I'm pretty disturbed by what Ethan said. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, for my dream date. All right. No fresh water. Right. You know what? We're going to have to go hang out at uh, the Nuklavi's place. I'm going to say we have to go down to the beach. Maybe I can get this thing in the water. Get it in some sort of form that has skin. See if that puts it in a better mood. So yeah, beach date. Do you okay. think it has? Do you think it has a better personality when it when it's in the water? I think so. I think so. I hope so. It certainly couldn't be much worse. It's yeah. worth a shot. It yeah. clearly hates being on land. My I, theory I, is really that it, when it's in the ocean, it's a mermaid. That is at my actual guess now. Okay. I'm thinking of bringing it to a date, you know, during rainfall, but you need to lube it up with oil. It's, yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. Cover it with Vaseline. Perfect. Yeah. I'd like to see you rub a skinless demon with Vaseline. Yeah, that's a that does seem a little bit intimate to for the beginning of the date. That yeah. seems like the third date. I've never rubbed a human woman with Vaseline on a first date. Speaking of third dates, <laughs> can it fuck? Yeah, of course. Isn't that its uh, MO? If we're taking my sea trout theory to heart. I take very much all so. your theories to heart. So all I'm going to say is this thing used to be a sex demon. So it yeah, but, but it used to nasty. be. And when it merged with the hero, it can no longer fuck. That's why it's all mm. salty and angry all the time. Yeah, but yeah. can it fuck is past, present, you know, I mean, like, it has done some... A, a good well, deal it's not called could it fuck. Oh, can it fuck now? Yes. I still think it could find a way with something. I think uh, it turns into an incel by transforming into a Nuklavi. Oh, and that's where its anger comes from. <laughs> yeah. I love that, book. Yeah. It's an yeah, incel. I think that's a very valid theory. That's yeah, a I'm valid I'm going to say theory. it can no longer fuck. Hmm. I like but, that. 
We all right, so we know it can't love. We know it can't fuck. Can it fight? It's fight night. Ding ding ding. Fight. Okay, in our first matchup, we have the dreaded Nuklevy yes. versus how many? Prime Shaquille O'Neal's. All right, I'm putting the size and weight, which I always consider. Wait, hold on. Book, do you know who Shaquille O'Neal is? Dude. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, exact, not who he is, like, who is he? I mean, you know exactly how big he is? Yes, yes. How tall is he? Uh, as tall as the former balls of the Naklavi. <laughs> <laughs> He's seven one three fifty. We're, we're talking about prime Shaq. Seven one three forty. Very quick. Very agile. And and we're ready to fight. How many of them ships? All right. Just for the tail of the tape, estimates put the Naklavi's uh, height at nine feet. Oh. Weight two thousand pounds. Ooh. That's going to give it a wingspan. Of, I'm going to say, with those arms being to reach all the way to the ground from horseback, I'm going to say at least 16 feet wingspan. Uh, I'm going to say you're going to need, oh, and it's also got the horrible breath that will at least slow Shaq down. So is the Nuklevy lubed up or not? Well, it is nope. dripping with its own black blood. Yes. So it's going to be very tough to grapple. Uh, so I'm going to put, I'm going to say three to four. Book, how many shacks? Just one, because I was thinking earlier, the best way to defeat an Uklavi is just to spit on it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that if, if I had no skin, it would be really easy to defeat me in battle. Well, keep in mind, you are not an ancient uh, demon that has been without skin for hundreds of years. That you know of. Uh, once again, I'm looking at you and I'm seeing your skin. Oh, yeah. I forgot it was a visual medium. Okay. You got yeah. me. Not an ancient demon. Uh, so, all right. So three but or four do you have a number four? one. Okay. Uh, fight two. We have the Nuklevy versus Flavor... The Nuklevy versus Flavor... Fa- Fla- that doesn't work. The Nuklevy... Nope. Versus the knuckles on me and you and Book in a cage match. So the three of us, just our knuckles are in the cage? We only, we're only allowed to punch it. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> the three of us only punching a horse. Yeah, no, nah, I don't think the three of us could box. Even a Monday, I'm going to say even if I ripped the skin off of a horse, just a normal horse right now. And then we tried to punch it. I think we'd still get stomped to death before it ran out of gas. Book so, we- uh. Well, go ahead, Chips. I'm sorry. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna put this one on the knuckle of it. Book, would we win uh, punching a skinless horse? But if we are uh, beating a dead horse, we already won. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Very well Very done. Nice. And that 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 that'll take us to number four. Um, we have the knuckle versus the snorks, but the snorks have developed a taste for flesh. All right, they do both live in the sea. Um, the snorks 
as I recall, fairly small. Very small. Were they yeah. Smurf sized or were I they would, just similar? I would say about design? Smurfs, yeah. All right, so about three apples high. <laughs> and uh, there's about 10 snorks. We measure in horse sticks, by the way. Okay, so about the two horse dicks width tall. Uh, I'm going to put this one on the knuckle V. I think the size advantage is just too great. Vuk? I think the knuckle V will drink their brains through the straws in their heads. <laughs> <laughs> well yeah. done. We've got the knuckle V versus He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. Have you just been watching a lot of 80s cartoons this week? <laughs> that was only the second one. I know. All right, we'll skip uh, it. We've got the No, Nuckle- I'm going to put on He-Man. He's very strong. He has the power. And he has okay. a lot of skin. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> We've got the Nuklevi versus Donald Trump's reanimated zombie dead mother, but points can only be scored by sexual assault. Jesus Christ, well, man. I- <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to move on to the next one. Okay, um... Uh, the Nuklevi versus a Bosnian, a Serbian, and a Russian. Who fares the best and why? Vuk. Oh, shit, man. Um, Vuk, be racist on record right now. <laughs> I am both a Bosnian and Serbian. We're going to find out which side you like better. I'd say the Russians, because if, if the Russians were ever to fight against either Bosnians or Serbians, they, they'd just pave the asphalt with us. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't want to go fucking with them. I That's wouldn't sure. either. Okay, we got the Nuklevi versus, last one, the Mapinguari. Mm-hmm. Okay. Two one-eyed monsters. The theme. Yeah, that's right. The oh, that wizard of the Amazon. Surrounded by flies. Yep. Okay, are they battling in the Amazon? No, they are mm. battling oh, in man. Las Vegas in uh, the Octagon, the UFC Octagon. Okay, so no fresh water. No. And, and no rainforest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no rain. Four-ounce gloves and okay. shorts. I'd say the Mapinguari because it is known to smell atrociously, and this thing is, you know, allergic to smells. Good oh. point. I was going to say that the uh, swarm of flies was going to be too distracting for something without skin to then also be covered in flies. Oh. Just sounds awful. That would so, be terrible. yeah, once again, uh, yeah, we're both going Map and Gwari. Map and Gwari just has more tricks. Thank you guys very much. That was an excellent fight night. Thank you. Well, looks like we're closing in for our third round of facts. Ethan. Do you have any more uh, Callum presents? You've heard... Oh, sorry. Scotland facts. You've heard of Nessie. Now meet Morag, the Mm. monster of Loch Morar. This large and elusive female is said to have... Mm. Human female? Or what did I say? Uh, uh, woman female? Woman female. Female lady? <laughs> female lady is said to have attacked two fishermen in August 1969. They saw a creature described as around 30 feet long with rough brown skin, three large humps, and a snake-like head. Loch Morar is even deeper than Loch Ness, maybe more able to keep a giant cryptid a secret. So you just threw away an entire episode on a fact? We were never going to do that. Oh, but in Cornwall <laughs> down south uh, is Morgar, also a sea serpent, sea serpent, but a Cornish one. 
Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. But nothing but sea serpents. I think there. these guys are just borrowing names from each other. They are. The longest echo inside a man-made structure was recorded in Inchendown Tunnels, a World War II fuel storage facility near Invergordon in Rossshire. Researchers from Salford University fired a gun down the tunnels, recording a record-breaking 112-second echo. Okay, that's cool. There are as many people with Scots heritage living in the U.S. as in Scotland. Hmm. And the small Scots town of Bonnybridge has become the UFO capital of the world. Interesting. You're a UFO guy. Vuk, you heard of Bonnybridge? I have not, but I do know Scotland has a shit ton of UFOs. There <laughs> even are whole books about UFO cases in Scotland. Interesting. I wasn't I making why it that up. Is. Uh, well, I, you're probably the guy to ask why that would be, or at least, to, and I'm sure the answer is quite complicated. <laughs> uh, Ethan, I could see you over I'm, there quaking in your boots. I'm freaking out, Chips. I mean, naturally, because this is a horribly evil monster, horrible to look at, horrible to contemplate. It's really scary. It's got no skin. No, none. I, I got to I gotta ask, because otherwise I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. I have terrible nightmares, you know. Mm. Uh, I got I to gotta look you in the eyes. You got to tell me the truth. Shibs, is this thing real? Is real? Shake it, bavakasha. Hey! Hey! <laughs> I don't feel like it's real. Huh. Uh, it is part of the Orkneyan uh, mythology. I do not know if there are any contemporary practitioners of that uh, uh, faith or religious mythos or whatever you might call it. But I don't think that there's an evil horse that has no skin coming out of the ocean because it hates the stench of burning seaweed. Okay, but hear me out. We are talking about Scotland okay. and ev uh, evil horses. Have you guys heard yes. of the Kelpies? Yes. Uh, I've, I've heard the name. Mm -hmm. So Kelpies are fairy horses that uh, yep. lure people to ride them or touch them. And then the people merge with the Kelpies who slowly go underwater and drown the person. A lot of parallels mm. with this thing. Yes. Very and interesting. And I, I read, that's, I saw the name coming up as uh, a point of uh, influence or origin mm -hmm. or, or synchronicity. And there, I, there I know they were folklore. fairy horses, but... Yeah, there is folklore of Kelpies appearing as uh, handsome men who uh, mm. romance women. And sometimes they even fall in love with a woman um, and choose not to be Kelpies anymore. Oh, you can right. you can fix a kelpie. Mm -hmm. I think when, when the they love of a good woman, when they love. appear as a human, they have backwards facing feet. Wow! <laughs> oh, I've wait. What else has that, Jibs? The Mappinguari. Mappinguari. Oh, wait. Something else too, though. Uh, Rakshasa has backwards hands. Oh. Uh, yeah. So that that's a common feature you'll find among shapeshifters for sure. Because they well, just get that last detail wrong. Yeah. So, yeah, my my gut instinct, well, as far as first-person accounts, the only one that we have is this one from Thomas that was uh, uncovered by that one uh, British folklorist over 100 years ago. Uh, so we don't have a lot of, of solid evidence supporting the existence. I want this one to be real. But uh, there certainly could be a purely evil 
ghost demon sea horse sexual predator with a giant lolling man head growing out of its back. It could be real. No skin. And obviously completely devoid of skin. Right. It's exposed muscle tissue dripping black blood from its every <laughs> yellowed vein as its flaming eye filled with hate destroys everything on the landscape. If you want to live in a world where that's real. I do. Okay, God bless. Don't you think if Pinhead had somewhere to go, that's what he would ride? Yeah, I want to live in a world where Pinhead is real, and I have to worry about that. <laughs> What is that red light, Chips? It looks like it's the red light from Uncle Monster. Hey! Hey, Uncle Monster. What's happening, buddy? Ah, uh, not too much. Just enjoying this wonderful guest episode. Say hi to Vuk. What a treat. Hello, Uncle Monster. Hello, Vuk. You oddly Boy. enough look just like Shibble. <laughs> you know, no one's ever said that to me. I don't see it. Do, do you guys have you guys ever seen a movie uh we have seen movies uh do you have a suggestion for one for us to watch i saw the mr hands movie <laughs> yeah you watch. you could watch uh, uh but i would watch maybe instead of a movie about a horse killing a man with his dick you could watch <laughs> instead train spotting oh that's a good one yeah because that's much less disturbing it's a classic 90s tale of redemption. <laughs> Is that Uncle Monster 2? Hi, Sybil and Fuck. How are you guys? Hello, Uncle Monster 2. How are you, handsome? I'm good. I'm well. You, do you have any movie recommendations for us? I have a movie for you. If you okay. like scary movies, scary like the, like the Knuckle V without its skin and its big penis, watch the documentary Stolen Youth. This crazy guy sends his daughter to Sarah Lawrence and turns her dorm into a sex cult. It's good watching. Sounds great. I love to watch people be sexually traumatized. No, not they don't show that. It, it's it's about a cult. It's it's very interesting documentary. And thank you so much <laughs> for tuning in. And thank you, Vuk, for guesting this week. Do you guys do you want to tell our listeners about anything, uh, where they can find more stuff from you, what you've got going on? Okay, so I host a podcast named Tracing Owls, which is, you know, cryptozoology, monsters, paranormal, and general weird stuff. And since I've been talking about, I don't know, Mr. Hands a lot, and we've been talking <laughs> about, you know, murderous angry horses, I have a whole two-hour episode titled Meat Eating Murder Horses, which is all about meat-eating murder horses, horses that killed people and ate their face. Fantastic. I love yeah. it. What a plug. <laughs> and uh, while we're plugging stuff, you should be checking us out on our social medias. You can find us on Uncle Monster 6 on Instagram, Uncle Monster Pod on uh, Twitter, and Uncle Monster 6 on Patreon, Whoa. where you can find tons of fun bonus episodes, and uh, you get early access to our mainstream episodes. It's a lot of fun. Movie reviews? Are you kidding me? Yeah, right now we're almost done with the entire Leprechaun franchise. If you, listener at home, want to spend almost as much time 
listening to people talk about Leprechaun as you would spend watching every single Leprechaun film to know all there is to know about Leprechaun without having to actually watch Leprechaun. This is your opportunity. Check out our Patreon. Trust me, you should take it because it's better than watching it. Yes. Well, I just want to say, you guys, I love you for joining in. I love you, Vuk, for joining us. I hope yes, you see you guys you so back much. next time. Your comments, your uh, ratings, they mean everything to us. And we look forward to seeing you next week. But in the meantime, just remember one thing for me. Don't, Don't get, get spooked. spooked. Don't get vooked. <laughs>